Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Welcome Hi. back to the Damn Snack Bar. This is episode 160. We take a zebra to Vegas. Oh! And we are talking about, obviously, episode 6 of the of season 1 of the show. Slay. Slay, A-A-A-A. Joe, what this do you think? freaking episode was everything I've been low-key sad about this whole show has been. Because, we, you know, we constantly send these last episodes. Yes, they're amazing, but it's missing one element of... This is a kids' show. It's supposed to be a bit goofy, silly. This episode delivered the goofy sillies that I needed and wanted. The quick wit, the banter, the dumb jokes, the, <laughs> the all of it. The side eye and the weird looks and the, the practical comedy. I was like, it's giving everything and more. This Literally. is so... This episode is so book Percy. Like, as in, yeah. this episode is so true to the books, vibes-wise, that I, oh, I loved it so much. Heck yeah. Oh. The silliness, The silliness was ridiculous. It I'm was multi-talented. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, just so good. Literally, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved every part of it. I was going to say, I've seen thoughts. so many people say that this episode was boring, and I'm just, just I was just there like, what? Huh? Have you read the huh? book? <laughs> I was like, this is the first episode where we haven't, like, accomplished an, a problem immediately. You know? Yeah. Like, all the others, they, like, had a villain that they had to face and, like, pretty much got it's sorted in that episode. It's just 12-year-olds and it's so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, this one was the best one. Because, yes, it was all of them, like, talking, but it's funny <laughs> talking. Man, girl, we're How long have we been in here? She <laughs> was so funny. See, because everybody else was gushing over the heartfeltness of the last episode. They were like, wow, heartbreaking stuff and it's really feeding my soul and Persebeth's amazing. I was like, this episode is more Persebeth to me literally than the last episode was. But it's so, like, funny because Rick loves to do this kind of thing. Where he's, like, super big emotional beat. Ha, funny joke, my (laughs) Because, like, you think about Titan's Curse when a certain somebody died and then immediately after they were like, oh my god, better not go to the damn snack bar. They were coping with trauma. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think this episode was? With comedy. Yeah. No, it was, and it was cutesy in little moments, like when Grover was like, am I the one that made us late? And they were like, oh, no, it's okay, it's not your fault. So cute! The way that they make Aryan look like a tiny little baby face boy, oh. just by the pointing of his ears, he just has it, a, they just frame his face so differently, and they just look like, they're baby boys. I was going to say, he just has a precious face. His face yeah. is just, like, soft. And I just like, keep thinking Aww. of him in the Medusa episode, turning around with, like, a pastry in his mouth. <laughs> We could have had it. Oh! <laughs> That's perfect, Joe. That's so spot on. Anyways, okay, to get to the episode because we've got a lot to go through. So much. We guys. do not need no to get dilly to the No dilly daddling. No, we don't need to go on tangents because Kate's got it scheduled. <laughs> I do. I do have the tangents scheduled. Actually, you very much. That was really funny though because in previous episodes, in previous episodes, you've gone. All right, Joe, get ready. And tangent now go and I'll be like ah I'm what and in context anyway we don't have time for that today and I've just gone on a tangent 
damn it, I used one up. Fuck. What are you doing yet? Okay, so obviously the show, this episode opens up on Percy's like little dream. And uh, <laughs> <dream>. <laughs> as we're like watching it, you're going, oh my goodness. It's obviously whoever behind is behind the desk is talking to you know, the real man. lightning thief. We never hear the voice of the real lightning thief to, you know, further the illusion that who is it? Is, are they right? Is it Clarice? We don't know. I mean, we know, but, you know. Do we? Percy doesn't know. And so, yeah, and then it's not till later in the episode that um, we're led to believe that the person in that dream is Hades. We, however, know differently, and it is who, Joe? Zeus? It's Christ! <laughs> Aphrodite. Why would Zeus be talking about, yes, I have succeeded in stole my master boss <laughs> from me. Sorry, Apollo. He is that dumb, but he's also not that dumb, you know? It could be Apollo. No, he's not. Is Heracles. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so and then the dream ends, and you know, they wake up on the on the little little truck, yeah. and um, yeah, Grover's like looking out of the roof to like see where they are. It's the tiny little shot of just his head up popping. Again, up. the silliness. That's such a funny shot. Yeah. Like his head sticking up out of something. Yeah. And <laughs> then Annabeth and Percy are sending an Iris message to Luke. Well, actually, they're looking for Chiron. I do like they include. Um, the iris message yeah system and it's like in the little prison things so they don't have to go to a car wash yeah working at the car wash <laughs> yeah oh, 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 anyways oh. so they like you know make a call to Chiron's office hoping to catch Chiron and instead Luke is in there hmm suspicious suspicious what's he doing in Chiron's office when Chiron is not in there and Luke is like oh my god well Chiron's not here because he's busy like trying to keep the camp from basically going out of civil war because the cabins are like taking sides so it's really it's just like high stakes capture the flags and it's not good (laughs) except with swords and guns yeah and fire and obviously like Annabeth and Percy are like bickering and Luke just turns around and he goes um, so guys, like, how long have you, when did this happen? Like, how long have you been an old married couple? And the two of them are like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm changing the subject. <laughs> yeah, Percy's like, not to change the subject, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, um, I love that Luke immediately tags onto the Clarice as the lightning thief. Like, as soon as they, you know, sort of hint to because it, he Kate, he's like, to yes, our knowledge, yes, doing she it. is. I know, but yes. I love how he jumps on it so quickly. Um, what was he snooping around the big house for anyway? That's what I was saying. That's what oh, I was sorry. Saying Continue. I so said that's what I was saying to you before. Anyways, so, Either way, um, he jumped on the bandwagon. He really did. He really did. He jumped on it immediately, um, which I think is good because it really just proves that these are three 12-year-olds, well, two 12-year-olds and a 24-year-old who are just dumb, <laughs> which is why Hermes addresses the letter later to the dumb kids. Because he is correct. Like, I just love that. Like, <laughs> it's those jokes. Are you kidding me? That's so funny. You ridiculously stupid moron. <laughs> but I just love that they're like, vibes. you know, they're just so, like, caught onto the fact that, like, yes, they are correct. There are no other options. And the fact that Luke is, like, feeding into it immediately. They're like, yes, we're so smart. Figure it out. And I'm like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> See, they're like, oh my god, an older kid thinks we're smart. Yes. Like, they're just, like, three little gullible heroes, and they're Well, wannabe heroes, and, so far yeah, they haven't I just, saved anybody. Like, it's so good for their egos that he just goes along with it, like, immediately. Plus, it doesn't take away, like, from the Grover moment with Ares, like, he still had that moment, because Grover technically got all the information that he needed, and all the information was correct. He just drew the wrong conclusion. Yeah. 
because well he drew the conclusion that made the most sense but he's wrong that's the only part that he's wrong about though like the rest of it getting Ares to talk exactly what we needed uh, yeah. that was Grover slaying an amazing job yeah but then he he slayed too close to the sun <laughs> and he literally was like I am amazing right now <laughs> and I am putting it together and all the missing puzzle pieces are falling right these glories it's grapefruit. <laughs> it's grapefruit. <laughs> so yeah, I just love that. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. And then right before um, Percy can, you know, ask about Hermes, Annabeth like switches off the iris message and Percy's like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you do that? I was literally about to get help. I was talking to my <laughs> We were not doing get help. <laughs> <laughs> and Annabeth's like, you can't ask him about his dad. And Percy's like, why? Why not? Why not so me and my dad are on good terms now. Everybody should be. <laughs> Honestly, Percy's so naive of him. He was like, what? He has, he has a bad relationship with his dad? Wow, that's crazy. It was like, Percy, a day and a half ago, you had a terrible relationship with your dad. Yeah. And yeah. Nick, it's like, what are you doing? You're preaching. Oh, this is it. Oh, they're doing it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized I was complaining yesterday that the kids weren't being naive enough. Look at them go. They're being naive. <laughs> ah, this show gives when me so When everything much. comes back to bite Joe in the ass. Well, the, First you said Sally wasn't hot. You changed your mind. Well, then you changed said my mind the back kids again. weren't being silly. You changed your mind. Oh, she still talks super slow. <laughs> okay. Sally. I'm like, you don't have to talk <laughs> in every sentence. Breathe, mommy. Like, it's so dramatic. You can't contain yourself. The only Lord. time she was not, an, like, not talking like that was when she was talking to Smelly Gabe. Who has yet to be called Smelly Gabe. Yes! Oh, come on, people. Hurry up. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so then, to point out all of the funny jokes that were funny, obviously, Grover comes back down after the Irish passage and he goes, guys, when we leave, we got to set all the animals free. And they're like, <laughs> why what? would we do that? And he's like, because they already had a genius escape plan. They just needed a little bit of help. And Percy and Annabeth are like, well, what were they missing? Graham goes, thumbs. <laughs> Obviously thumbs, guys. You'd be like, like everything, else, everything else was flawless. Their plan was just, you know, super cut and dry. The- just <laughs> missing thumbs. And what is their plan? And you'd be like, well, they'll show you. <laughs> And yeah, then they get to um, Vegas and Grover sets. Oh, but another great bit, another Grover joke is the oh my god! So what are they? What's going to happen to them? They're like, oh yeah, to say. Sorry, I thought you skipped over it. (laughs) No, because I said they get to Vegas and he sets them all free, and then he says, you know, he's like, he says to Percy, "Don't worry, I gave them Satan's blessing; they'll be able to find the wild." And Percy's like, "I, yeah, I wasn't really worried about them. Like, (laughs) what about the danger for the people around?" And And Grover's like. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> he was like, meh, the animals would be fine. <laughs> He's like, they've been through a lot. Yeah. The people could suffer a little bit. Yeah. And then Percy's like, Sick of the oh, animals. my God, I can't deal with this. So then he turns to Annabeth and he goes, right, so where do you think the Lotus Casino is? Like, what do you think we should be looking out for? And Annabeth literally is like, how about the casino with the giant lotus on top of it? <laughs> Percy just goes, okay, come on. You're like two seconds ahead of me. Like, you got to let me have this one. And she's like, no, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> Um, Levitating by Dua Lipa. This is a great anthem. It is. Don't need to know the words. No. It's just the vibes. But yeah. As soon as it started playing, I was like, good choice. 
what a good choice. And yeah, then they get inside and they sort of know that they have to, they're going to have to split up to find Hermes. But before they do that, Grover wants to make sure that everyone's on the same page about the danger that they're in. (laughs) And so he turns to Percy and he goes, did your mum ever read you the Odyssey? Did she teach you about the Lotus Eaters? And Percy goes, yeah, I mean, the graphic novel. (laughs) And then Annabeth just like side eyes him so hard and he's like, what? It counts. (laughs) And if that's not you, (laughs) it counts. You get the gist of it. Honestly, I gotta ask him where he got his version. I want the graphic novel version. Someone sent us an email with a link. Well, that they were like, Joe, there's a graphic novel version. You can read that. Well, and you were like, oh my god, amazing! And then you never bought it. I have to buy it. That's the issue. <laughs> How else are you supposed to read it <laughs> for free online? No, okay. Right, yeah. Anywho, moving on. <laughs> and then, yeah, before they. Um, Split up, we get Percy calling out of it. White girl. The so, first time that we watched it, you were like, "Why did that like choke out of his mouth?" Like it was so awkward for him to say. Yeah, and I then have... you were like, "It was sarcasm." Well, was like, sarcasm, mm. but also since then, mm. it makes more sense, right? If he actually tripped over the word because he was he didn't know what else to say, right? So at this point, she has called him seaweed brain twice. Yeah. Okay. He needs to be on a on a level playing field. Yeah. He needs he was to come like, up she with needs a biting nickname. Yeah. He needs to come up with something sarcastic, and he can't think of anything good enough, and so he just goes, "Why, wise girl?" <laughs> and it stuck. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and I'm like, it just it needs to be on the same level as Seaweed Brain, and he doesn't have anything to meet her at her level. And I'm <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> be awkward that's what I want and as they're splitting up they go okay so the lotus flowers are bad so just don't eat them and Grover goes why did everybody look at me why did everybody say that <laughs> I'd like oh, at me no. when you said that <laughs> little boy it's so yeah. funny yeah okay and then this is where we started the first time that I watched this episode I did not take a single word in because I was too busy scanning the background because I was like this if there was ever going to be a place for any kind of easter egg for any kind of little cameo from Rick yeah it's going to be in the background so I was so was focused there a cameo from Rick? I don't think so yeah. I was so focused on the background that I did not see or hear anything that was supposed I was supposed to be watching but I also was so focused on focusing that I did not take anything else <laughs> I was staring and nothing was computing. <laughs> so it took... It's just like me during exams. I'm like, okay, remember to think. Are you thinking? Make sure you're thinking. Just think. And I'm like, well... And I'm like, remember to problem solve. Do you remember how to problem solve? <laughs> problem solve. Do it right now. Problem. But problem. So this first oh. bit, as they're like walking, is it's on Percy and Annabeth first. And, you know, Annabeth starts explaining... Seers, and she starts explaining, you know, like people who can see through the mist who aren't necessarily demigods. And then she kind of does she say that May was one? Mm, she says, Yeah, she name. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, oh, if the conversation started because Percy was like, Why wouldn't you let me talk to Luke? Yeah, you know, because they're like, We have to find Hermes, and you won't <laughs> let me have any background information. <laughs> She's keeping yeah. her cards really close. Yeah. And while they're talking about it, Joe, what happens in the background? Oh my gosh, two kids in purple shirts run by. One of them was wearing overalls too. Guys, repeat, two kids in purple shirts run by. One of them was blonde. You guys, repeat, two kids in purple shirts ran by. Okay, okay. I 
I wanted there to be two kids or three kids in purple shirts running around in the background in Titan's Curse when they get to San Francisco. Yeah. But this works so well also. Yeah. Because, from what we know of Heroes of Olympus too, those two kids would be seen by Camp Jupiter as deserters. They would be seen by people who left the camp because they thought they believed in Camp Half-Blood. You know how there was that whole, like, thing no. in Son of Neptune where, um... I thought they would just be on a quest and got lost. Same well, way you know how else. Hazel had this whole thing, it, or it might have been Frank, but they had this whole thing in Son of Neptune where they were like, some people believe that when Percy still didn't know where he yeah. was from. And they were like, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, some people believe there's a Greek camp and they, like, leave Camp Jupiter to go and find it. So, like, it makes sense that, yeah, yes, they figure out, yes, they're demigods, the but they don't fit in with the Romans. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that even if these kids did leave on a quest, which we know in Camp Jupiter does not happen often, they never get quests because mm. they're unloved. As they be. <laughs> War criminals. Anyways. <laughs> it would make sense if everybody else was like, either they believed that they died on a quest, or that they believed halfway through the quest, they just deserted. Yeah. You know? And decided not to be part of Camp Jupiter anymore. And what a great way to hide. Like, great place to hide is the Lotus Casino. Which is literally a trap. Yeah. But I also feel like there should have been it's way more. a trap purple or a refuge? There should have been way more purple shirts in there. There should have been more kids. Well, that also. There should have been like roller coasters in the background, like water slides, and like it's someone should have come around with like a water pistol. Like, it's supposed know? to be the most enticing place to stay. Literally, there should have been an arts and crafts table. Like all there apparently was. That's what kids want. I don't know. Well, I don't know like <laughs> anyway, no, but like well, they just had a whole bunch of casino stuff, which is you know playing tables and alcohol and it was like these yeah. kids can't drink it's supposed to be a trap and a lure for the children yeah. there's not even good in music book, playing though, does it start off with like them walking through and there's adults everywhere first and then they get further in and it's well there's kids. like bellhops and things it's not they're not the guests oh, yeah. though the guests um i can't remember did you happen to not jot, and jot down the song that's playing in the background no nah. so there was a song playing over the... So, actually, in the it episode... It was, like, an older song. It was an older song that's playing in the episode, uh, in the casino, and it's something... It goes something like, um, I was running, running as fast as I could, but I couldn't get out. <laughs> I was like, how fitting that at the Lotus Casino, they're playing a song that's literally like, you're trapped, la, 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 but it's such a catchy tune that you don't really realize See, that you're trapped. not the song that you're thinking of. But as soon as you started explaining it, this is what came into my head. Yeah. Which is a song by Sam Fender, which goes, I was far too scared to hit him, but I would hit him in a heartbeat now. That's the thing about anger. It begs to stick around. I'm like, Percy? Yes. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. So, moving on. Purple shirts happen. We cut, we cut away from Percy and I left. We go to Grover. Grover sees an old Seder man. Okay, which, man. not confirmed. Is it Mark Hamill? <laughs> it's no, not, but it could be. It's not disconfirmed. Disconfirmed? I don't know. Unconfirmed. That's the word. Not like discontinued. I'm dissing you. Confirmed. <laughs> How cool would it have been if they got Mark Hamill for that? He's sick. in like every Disney project. Anyways, so... Honestly, finds... that permanently his contract. <laughs> you can never leave us ever. Ha ha. Very excited. He finds Augustus. And he wants to, he like goes up to Augustus and is like, I know you, I know that you don't know who I am, but my uncle Ferdinand talked about you all the time. Do they imply that they were together? Or just like best friends? Uh, just known to the family. That's all I got. But he says they were really close. 
Yeah, that could mean anything. You can take it however you want. <laughs> I don't really care. Anyways, so then he's like talking about it and he goes, I just wanted you to know, I found Uncle Ferdinand and he he did get lost on his search and he didn't get to continue it, but I just thought that you should know that. He's and then like, Augustus is like, do I fucking know you? <laughs> he's like, who are you? And he's like, oh yeah, Ferdinand. Yeah. Not the ball. <laughs> and then the Augustus is like, talking about finding shit, I found him. How easy is that? And Grover's like, huh? And he's like, well, okay, I was close to finding him. I feel like I'm close right now. And the funny thing is, he actually kind of is close. Because... Pan. Yeah. Pan because, is Grover. No, 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 no. Because... Grover like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, Pan. like, physically close. Like, wow, location-wise. So am I. Not because Grover is Pan. I'm talking, like, because Grover wasn't there when Augustus thought he found Pan earlier. Yeah, well, Grover's vibes were there. <laughs> no, so I think it was Darian from Muses of Myth pointed out that. So, so like Darian. Sorry, this has nothing to do with anything. But I just remembered in the second movie, the second that goes with Clarice has the same vibes as Cleesey, um, the football player, the video show, the truck. Cleesey, are you talking about Jason Kelsey? Joe is referring to I just know Taylor Swift That's all I know. to Travis Kelsey's touchdown in the most <laughs> recent Chiefs game and Jason leaned out of a window shirtless with a pair of track pants on and then jumped out of the window to chug a beer and then box jumped back into his suite again. Anyway, But there was an edit made of him leaning out the window yelling and cheering. Tra- Hardcore satyrs, that's what my brain thought of. Because <laughs> you know the satyr from the second movie? Yes. Yeah, from at the beginning when they're doing that obstacle course, yeah. the satyrs on the ground going, Chloe! It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Okay, I was talking about how close Augustus was to finding him. Okay? So, <laughs> shut up. So, Augustus is in the Lotus Casino, which is in Nevada, right? When Grover finds Pan in the labyrinth, spoiler, it's in, it's in New Mexico. Nevada and New Mexico, there's only one state in between them. It's only like a 14, 15 hour drive from the but Lotus Casino to where Pan is. No, I know. That's what cre- creeps me out. But so he's, fi- he's physically kind of like close. I mean, he's closer than any other satyr who got stuck at like Polyphemus' Island because that's over like Florida way out off the off the beach out towards the Bermuda Triangle. Like, that's that way. It's a completely different direction. <laughs> hey, quick question. Um, is Texas bigger than Queensland? Um, quick answer. Huh? Fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought you might have known. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Right. And then somebody what else. For next time? So I saw a, I saw a headcanon of someone's that they were like, what if, because Augustus is actually like close to Pan, Location wise, <laughs> what if he actually found Pan, or at least got close enough and heard the whole Pan is dead thing, and then was so overcome with like sadness that he actually sought out a place that he knew he could go to forget that information? Because Pan did say he's tried before to tell Satyrs. Yeah. Yeah. And they just didn't believe it. That's just so what if Augustus found him and then was like, 
I this is too depressing. And he didn't feel like strong enough to share that message or to like you know, and so he went No, that's too depressing I'm to not the Lotus gonna... Casino. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't like that. That's too depressing. Not gonna, not gonna touch that a bag of apples. Anyways, but I also I really like this. I really like the inclusion of this because Augustus isn't in the book. No, this is like a new thing. I love the like agency that this gives Grover, and I love that like the I love the 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 I can't think of the right word that it's delving into his character a little bit more and giving yeah. him or giving the audience more information on why he is so invested in being a searcher and why every satyr is so invested in being a searcher because at this point Grover needs this quest to succeed which is why it's so like you know controversial could be the word <laughs> that he forgets you know p- the Percy and Annabeth of it all yeah. he forgets them to go and do this you know because it's rooted his core yeah because he's like well that's his end goal like that's what he really needs but he needs to complete this quest first and keep everybody safe and that doesn't mean he doesn't love those guys his searcher's life yeah exactly because he's failed twice before he failed at getting Talia Annabeth and Grover to camp Grover (laughs) he failed getting himself there (laughs) and Luke to camp and then he failed technically at getting Percy to camp and so like and then technically they fail this first because then he has to go do it again and find Bianca and Nico. But that's besides the point. Um, Man's is trying his hardest. He really is trying his hardest. What I what's really one of the jokes that they make though is that um, Grover goes, "How? But I'm not allowed to search for Pan yet. I don't have a searcher's license." <laughs> and I'm like, "You don't have a license to look around. You need a license for that." Well, because they make it very very clear. In the show, at least, like it wasn't this clear in the book, in the first book, yeah. they make it super clear in this one that the the search for Pan is not like a hobby, and it's not like a thing that satyrs do for glory. It's literally like live or die. Like that's it's super dangerous, and it's super like it's a job. Literally, it's the be all end all of being a satyr, and so you have to work up to that. And so by him technically skipping this step in his brain, even if he doesn't remember the step that he's skipping, which is you know, finishing the quest and protecting his demigods. Yeah. In his brain, skipping that step is he doesn't he hasn't earned his searcher's license. So it's not the fact that he doesn't have one, it's that he hasn't earned it. And so like there's a part of him in his brain that's like, I can't go on this quest with you yet because that makes it even more dangerous for me. Like I do not yet have the skills that I need to even think about surviving. But he doesn't know that that's what he's thinking. All he's you know amalgamating that it too is I don't have my license. And Augustus is like, I don't care. I still stand by the why they're calling it a license. <laughs> yeah. Like anyone can. What if, what if you literally accidentally stumbled across Pan yeah. and they're like, oh, I don't have my license. You, I didn't see you. <laughs> like, I don't remember in in the Lightning Thief book when they got to Medusa's lair. Did they find Uncle Ferdinand there? Or had we just heard about Uncle Ferdinand going on? No, he found Uncle Ferdinand there. Okay. By accident. They were about to take a photo and he looked over and he went, Right. You look like my Uncle Ferdinand. And then he went, That is my Uncle Ferdinand. No, but is that, no, is that just the scene from the movie? No, no, it's in the book. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember the book very well, obviously. Yeah. It's too many conflicting things now. Yes. It's when they're about to take a photo together. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this is like the second adult satyr that we've seen lost on their search. And I think that this, paired with the Odyssey mention from earlier, sets up, like, season two pretty well. 
because Grover obviously knows the Odyssey and it's good that he knows the Lotus Eaters because, you know, it just like starts It's showing that he's like, I'm in charge. Well, not in charge. He's like, but I'm here to keep you safe. I'm your safety guide. Yeah. It's like a cute little nod to season two. Yeah. We want it. We want season two, please. Give it it to us. I said it before and I'll say it again, but I'm actually going to be confused and shocked if we don't get a season two. Oh, I'll be very shocked. Because look how much effort they put into season yeah, one. literally. How can there not be a literally. season two? Also, we fucking love it. And Disney, yeah. you've made sequels for shit that are way worse than this. Yeah. So. But I just love it because I think this edition is like so good at like showing the audience what drives Grover. I feel sad for show audiences that haven't read the books that are seeing this development. Development is the word I was looking for. <laughs> they're seeing this development for Grover. They're seeing it a little bit more for Percy, but his is understandably a little bit slower because it's his whole season like, yeah. is like the arc of him growing. We don't see much of it for Adabeth because of those moments that have been taken away from her. They've taken so many of her moments away. It's devastating. Yeah. Anyways. So then... I'm multi-talented. <laughs> yeah, then we cut back to Percy and Annabeth, um, and Percy is like, he's like, okay, i got to stop us here. I have to tell you about this dream that I had. Like, it's story time. And Annabeth is like, what about it? I have those dreams too. And so then he tells Annabeth the dream. He doesn't name names, but immediately the names that come out of Annabeth's mouth are, oh, you're talking about Hades and Clarice. Mm. And I'm like... It's just the way that they're doing it is so good at planting that in the brains of show watchers. I am going to be eager, like, I'm going to be living when that final episode comes out and the reveal comes because I just know that everybody who watches the show who didn't read it, who maybe only watched an episode once and then, like, didn't think about it, didn't go into it, and, and just, just watched it as it come out. Scanning for spoilers, yeah, kind of thing. They're just going to be like, well, yeah, they said it's Hades and Clarice. Like, I'm just going to take that in my brain, and they keep, you know, yeah. re-saying it and saying it and saying it. Like, now, the, were they because just, it's not like a who done it kind of no. thing anymore. They they've said who done it, and now it's like how are we going to catch them? That's yeah. the vibe that it is. I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited for them. Like, you guys are going to be duped. Like I was duped when I was fucking ten. You're going to be duped. <laughs> you stupid bitches. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then they're, like, talking about more stuff. What I don't know what the context of it is, but Annabeth just says, um, there are things that I don't know. And Percy goes, yeah, but if you don't know them, then what chance do I have? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I couldn't remember what they were talking about, but I wrote that down. <laughs> well. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, then we cut back to Grover. <gasps> Cutest little moment. We got back to Grover, and you I actually hear. had to pause, and I almost cried because what can you hear in the background? You can there? hear a little Italian boy cheering for joy for his sister. It's the cutest thing. Bianca, Bianca. Big cries, big cries. I actually like almost did when we were rewatching it like the second time. I fully had to pause, and I was just like, yeah. "I'm gonna lose it." It was so because cute. it's a blink and you miss it moment. Oh, big time! But then it's also like you rewind it a little bit, and Grover is so tuned in that it does not matter what he is talking to Augustus about. He hears Nico say Bianca Bianca, and he turns his head towards where the noise came from, and I am like. Because Grover's the one that finds them in the dinosaurs. Yeah, this curse. really plants the seed for it, yeah. Oh my god, 
it doesn't like even if he just heard them but he might have smelt them a little without realizing he might have clocked onto their scent a little bit more you know like he there there's no way of knowing what he was experiencing in that because we don't know what the extent of that what his of his snifferer is like <laughs> okay we don't know what his demigod sensing powers are like except for the fact that he found four big three kids okay he is the, the grover goat. of grovers he, he is, is the goat the of fucking goats. goat of satyrs He's Grover, and we love him, and he hurt me, Grover, and me young, and me young, and I'm gonna cry again. deal with it. It's too much. Little baby boy. <sighs> yeah. We love Nico. God. And, like, we were obviously, like, we didn't catch this the first time. It took a TikTok for me to realize. I saw a TikTok after we watched the episode, and I was like, I'm so glad other people were looking out, because me looking in the background obviously didn't work. I was like, yeah, honestly, those people who can catch onto this oh, and I'm yeah. like I'm so glad that they're around and like, because the I is, don't get them even if Arian hadn't said what he said in that interview everybody would still be looking out for it yeah. in the Lotus Casino because we know canonically that Bianca and Nico were in the casino when the trio was in the casino yeah. we know that because it's literally pointed out that Percy sees literally. a little a little Italian boy literally. in a cargo jacket and so we all knew that they wouldn't be able to cast Nico and Bianca in this scene because Kids grow at a stupid rate, and look at the size be, of Walker. <laughs> they would be too old by the time season three came around. We knew that, so I wanted it to be like when you know the f- show was first announced, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get to see Nico like Nico casting when all of that shit." And I, we were going, "That can't happen because they're too old." In my head, I was like, "All you need is like shoes in the background, just little like little." olden shoes like little 40s shoes or you just need like the flash of a bomber jacket you don't need like and the way that they went with the voice and the little Italian accent everyone Oh my god. And the other thing that I need to say to you, because when um, Augustus offers Grover food after that, and Grover's like, no, no, I don't want to eat it. I don't want to get stuck in here. I don't want to eat the lotus flowers. And Augustus is like, it's nachos. It's literally nachos. And that's where um, Grover starts to get the idea that, oh my god, what are they putting it? It's in the water. It's in the air. Like, what are they doing? And we get that confirmation later from Percy, because Percy's like, they pump it into the air. This is something that Disney does. You go to Disneyland, they pump donut smell into the air so that you go and buy food. <laughs> Bitches. Serious. I know you're not joking. What can you do? It's like, it's like putting a basket of freshly baked baked cookies on the counter and then you wait for the wafting smell. So manipulative. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm at, like I, this is the kind of thing that we, like, specifically the donut smell, that's what you need in season two for the monster donuts. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, you just need that literally just to be like, donuts. Ooh, trigger really? response for you, but that's a different story. Yeah, donuts make me sick, kids. <laughs> you sick, sick, sick girl. It's what happens when you work at a donut king for four years. So yeah, that was that. Um, yeah, so Grover figures out the lotus trap and then immediately forgets it. Love that for him. Yeah, he figures, I was gonna say, he figures out the trap and then the trap traps him and he goes, <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> the trap the trap traps it in my head it's Captain Holt's voice saying that and the trap 
He's trapped him. <laughs> He's trapped in the trap. <laughs> but it's also poison. Poison for Cusco. Cusco's <laughs> poison. poison. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what it's giving. Anyway, then we cut back to Percy and Annabeth, and they have found Hermes, and Hermes is in a little hoodie, just sitting over a craps table, just being like, hey, you guys want to gamble? And they're like, went through little, but I <laughs> You guys want to gamble? Um, the table comes up to my chin. <laughs> Literally, Annabeth is just like, eyes. <laughs> Nothing else, just like... <laughs> Oh my god, I love her. She's so small. Yeah, and literally to break Hermes out of his, like, no, we can't gamble with you. Hermes is like, come play, come play, fun time. And she was like, fine, we know your kid. (laughs) She's she's literally like, fine, I'm hitting you with the big guns. She didn't even have to say we're friends with Luke. She could have just been like, Luke. (laughs) And he would have watched Hermes just go, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) How do you say Luke's last name again? Castellan. 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 I never say it right. In, like, in I'm pretty head. sure in the show they say Castellan. <laughs> no, because they had a whole meeting about how to, pro- like, when the writers were doing the show, they were saying, well, they also well, said gonna- Thalia. Yeah, so they were going, how are we going to pronounce two specific names? And it was Talia and Castellan. How are we going to pronounce them in the show? And I'm pretty sure they did both wrong. Thalia and Castellan. It wouldn't surprise me if they also said, also said Dionysus. <laughs> like, that's not his name. Dionysus. Roll the tongue better. Off the tongue I mean, better. Americans say Dionysus. It's stupid! Dionysus. <laughs> I don't care. Americans don't run the world anymore. Girls. They run the world. Oh and anyone God. who says Dionysus is incorrect. Anyone anyway, who says so they Thalia. Drop, they drop the Luke here. bomb and Hermes is immediately devastated. And then as they're walking, you know, over to a little quiet space... Hermes is spouting crap about how, like, time and space is so easy to manage. That's my, like, day job. But parenting, that's something else entirely. Like, nobody could have prepared me. Nobody could have prepared me. I'm the biggest slut in all of the gods. With the most children and child support to pay. Like, he's there like, God. You know what? He should have been wearing green. He was like, green is donations from the smell of food. He's like, that's enough. It sustains me. It wouldn't have been nice. I feel so small. Plus, guys. Honestly, well, we're judging him. Well, actually, the more kids he has, the more donations he has food-wise to keep him going, give him more energy to make more kids. <laughs> to make more kids. <laughs> So then they start talking about May because Annabeth doesn't buy the whole parenting is something else entirely. Like she's like, 
we all have shit parents. You are no exception. You are not good at your job. And he's <laughs> like, like, performance review. Yeah. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, hey, this is uncalled for. And she's like, you know what else is uncalled for? I saw what you did to Luke. <laughs> and Hermes is like, no, I have an outsider's perspective. No, you have the outsider's perspective. I have the insider perspective. I promise Luke is jaded because he doesn't understand. And Annabeth's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm 12. I don't understand. <laughs> be like, well, show your fucking working. Yeah, and maybe we'll pop it up. Yeah. Because then Hermes is like spouting crap like, um, you know, you know what that feels like to be so close to people that you love, knowing that neither of you has any choice but to keep hurting each other. And Anna's like, that's fucking bullshit because I've seen Sally Jackson. Well, she hasn't, but she's heard about her. Um, but also, he was like, you keep hurting each other. And we're like, well, you were the one who gave her the hurt in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and no, then, like, to stand on. To, like, try and prove it. Hermes then tries to flip it on Annabeth and Percy and be like, see, you two have hurt your families without meaning to, because then he touches Percy's arm and we get, like, the hint of a flashback. We don't actually know what happens, but we get the impression that Percy accidentally did something that hurt Sally, and then Hermes reaches over to do the same thing to Annabeth, and she's like, don't fucking touch me, I know what I did. Give it, Cody, it's COVID, fuck off. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, and then as, like, a last-ditch resort, because Annabeth's like, I'm not dealing with this shit anymore, and she gets up and takes a hat, whatever. Um, Hermes, last ditch, turns to Percy and goes, did you know it was Poseidon? It's your dad's fault. He's the one who told me to stay away from Luke. And Percy's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's probably for the best, you whore. <laughs> like, shake your face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Hermes said, that, Hermes said that Poseidon said to stay away because sometimes watching your kids struggle is what parenting is. And as soon as that line was said, all I could hear was you going, yeah, bullying is good for you. It builds resilience. <laughs> builds character. <laughs> because then Hermes goes, I guess we're all just doing the best we can. And okay. I'm like, my whole bullying line, people misinterpreted it so bad. I was like, guys, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're not listening, you flannel. You're not listening, you flannel. No, and so Daniel Sloss explained it so well. He has a little little five-minute segment on bullying. And he was like, this is what I mean when I say bullying is the most fun thing to do ever. And he's like, and I don't mean terrorism. He was like, I don't mean that. I mean your best friend, your closest person, the one that you trust and you love and they love you and they trust you. Breaking their spirit. <laughs> It's not funny. <laughs> I was like, it's obviously consensual. It's like love. Derogatory. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, you hurt them so badly so that they need your love in order to feel full. I was like, that is It's so emotionally manipulative and it absolutely is something that Hermes would believe in. Stop it, you're turning my innocent fun into seriousness. <laughs> I say that, I don't actually bully people. So as they were, like, talking about this, I saw a lot of people asking, like, on TikTok, like, in comments, just being like, why did they even need to go to Hermes? He wasn't in the book, rah, 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 And I was like, they said it in the show why they needed to go for him, go to him. Hermes, canonically and mythologically, is the god who escorts people to the underworld. He has a way in. He has multiple ways in. He has done it time and time again. He leads people to the underworld. They don't know how to get there. He's taking them. It's because he's got the key to Hades. I'm like, that's what he's known for. That's why they go to him. Go to him. (laughs) 
He's like, you know how much mail I deliver to Hades on a day? Literally, yeah. <laughs> he was like, of course I know how to get there. <laughs> yeah. He literally guides souls to the underworld. That is one of his hundred of jobs. You know? <laughs> but yeah. Then, I love, I, I think, feel like I've already explained this a little bit. I went into other detail about it. But, like, the whole, Hermes telling a story of, you know, not being able to have a relationship with Luke because it's quote-unquote forbidden. Um, and that Hermes, on his end, sees it as, like, sad because he understands all the factors at play as to why he can't engage with Luke. And I kind of like how this stops people from... Like, I can see where it would make some people say... Because, you know, like, with the original series, people were like, if Hermes was a better parent, then none of this shit would have happened. Mm. And it's like, in this scene and with these lines, it kind of makes it sound like Hermes is trying to, like, not be the scapegoat and trying to be like, I actually wasn't allowed to. Like, I wasn't allowed to be the good parent that I wanted to be. Yeah. And But it just gives everybody the chance to see through it and be like, that was your out. Like, you, there was no, if you wanted to, you would, you know? Yeah. Literally, and I'm like, yeah, I love that they're like, especially the whole like thing with Luke, they're building up all of this information way earlier on. Like, in the books, this doesn't, we don't get any of this information. We don't get May until the last book. Literally. Like, we don't get that till the end. And we don't get that she's a seer. We don't get any yeah. of that. We don't even get that Percy's mum is a yeah. seer. And I like, like that they're the putting it earlier because it's almost like, I mean, the movie kind of, the second movie kind of did this as well, but it's almost like they're trying to fit in or start fitting in some of the really big lore plot arc stuff. It's like they're trying to fit all of that in or start putting that in now so that if they don't, fingers crossed, touch wood, if they don't get all the seasons, that they still have started that work early enough that they can follow it through. Yeah. You know, rather than getting to the fifth season and being like, oh, actually, this is why Luke is bad. Yeah. <laughs> We've just spent all this time making him a villain, now we're going to humanise him. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all like, why would you do that? Why would we want that? That's the art. Um, yeah, and then we find out that they've been there in the casino for days, um, and, you know, because Percy runs back to Annabeth and she's, like, fuming, and Percy's like, we've got a really big problem, we've been here for days. And Annabeth is like, well, I've solved the problem because I just stole his keys. <laughs> and Percy's like, you did what? Hang on. She's like, I'm multi-talented. <laughs> Literally, she's like, but I'm it's multi-talented. The, it's the deadpan. They don't really rest on it. They flip straight past it. They're yeah. sort of just like, she makes her case. She makes her joke. She delivers it beautifully. Yeah. And then they move on. I was like, yes, that is key fucking Annabeth. <laughs> okay. And so because it's key fucking Annabeth, I now have to change your mind on a point that you've been making, that we've both been making for a couple of episodes now, which is, where is the smart Annabeth? Okay? Yes. She's flying under the radar. Yes. That's what smart Annabeth is doing, right? Right. This scene, stealing the keys, Mm -hmm. thinking outside the box, Percy's Mm -hmm. like, how did we get here? I don't even fucking know. (laughs) The Medusa scene, she's the one who says, put my hat on Medusa's head so that when you take it outside, Electo won't see it, and then you can, ha ha, surprise, bitch, you're a rock. Yeah. (laughs) You're a rock. <laughs> she does that. Like, Annabeth is doing these little things that show her outside the box thinking without saying it out loud. Because it was DJ from Muses of Myth who pointed it out. Annabeth doesn't actually do a lot of her smarty smart stuff aside from the whole spider scene, the mathematics, physics jump, whatever. Mm. We don't see her do any of her Athena kid smarty stuff outside of the spider scene and the exposition that they've given to everyone else about being a know-it-all for mythology. Yeah. She does nothing else in the Lightning Thief book. 
to prove that she is this smarty heads Athena kid. She's annoying in the first book. That is quintessentially Annabeth. And I feel like Leah has tapped into that as much as she can with the script that she's been given, right? She's done a really good job. Annabeth doesn't move into her, like, big development stage, like, working through her character arc until sort of, until Sea of Monsters. Because that's when she starts to be like, we gotta do this, and we gotta work this way, and we gotta go through this, and we gotta change this, and like, she starts to use her big girl brain. In that book, she doesn't do it in The Lightning Thief. So the fact that she hasn't had her character developed so far in the show, kind of is book accurate. Okay. So she's showing her smarts, but in a way that's I think it makes sense for people who've watched the show, because they're going, yes, she's doing all of these little things and like it's not she doesn't have to draw attention to it because people who watch the show don't know that all of the mythology stuff was her thing yeah so like it makes sense for people watching the show to be like okay well Percy knows it because his mum told him yeah it doesn't have to come from Annabeth because she's still showing that she's smart in other ways whereas us book purists we're like the fuck is it smartness (laughs) because we're used to it from the later on books but she doesn't actually have any of that in The Lightning Thief she's too busy being fucking annoying Baby. We love her so much in the book because she's annoying and we relate. <laughs> but literally the I lightning thief, to the literally the lightning thief is the the entire book is Pemsy going, fucking irritating me because I love her. <laughs> you know? Because she won't leave my brain. She's just like literally. always on the mind. So like I just had to like put that little bit in there. Thank you, DJ, for pointing that out. <laughs> but like, you know, it's not wrong. Yeah. And as soon as I like saw that, I was like, you have Lift a switch. Yes, you are correct. Okay. So I should be nicer. Yeah. To the writers. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. The only thing that it doesn't make sense for, 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 for it to fly under the radar and for her to already have these, like, little sneaky things or little, like, you know, for it to not be addressed in a huge way is that they're not, they're not doing the same thing for Percy or Grover. They are explicitly showing their arcs. They're not doing that for Annabeth. So I could see how someone who is a first-time show watcher, not read the books, I could see how they might be like, Annabeth is an underdeveloped character in comparison to mm. the other two on screen. But then that just makes season two so much better. <laughs> so we need season two, Disney. Green light it, please. We always needed season yeah, two. Yeah, we needed it anyway, but give it to us. Can't Anyways, just stop so then, the train. Yeah. So then, the you know, Annabeth's like, I'm multi-talented, amazing, we love her. Um, and then Percy goes, oh my god, they're pumping it into the air, and we're like, Rudy knew. Um, <laughs> then they're like, we gotta go find Grover. And, um, Percy's like, who the fuck is Grover? And Annabeth's like, you remember Grover? Like, our best friend, Grover? <laughs> and then they turn around, and they see Augustus coming down an escalator, and that's when <laughs> Percy goes, man, Grover got really old. <laughs> and like, we've been here. <laughs> like, you're hilarious. Okay. Yeah, and then and we have a really that. good chase scene. Yeah, and oh my god, sign Percy up for the team. He fucking spear tackles Augustus to the ground. Yeah, and then they go find Grover, and he's playing like virtual find pan whatever game. And, <laughs> and um, he's a virtual searcher. Um, they like break him out of his trance or whatever, but they don't fully break him out because Grover's like, oh my god, we're going on a quest. Like, that sounds amazing. Is it dangerous? I mean, it's not a deal breaker, but I'm just curious. <laughs> it's just like, I'm it's so quick with the lines. I'm like, fuck yes. So good. 
Anyway, so then they get down to the garage because, you know, Annabeth's like, I've got the keys, I've got the keys. Um, you know what we forgot about the keys? Because it's got Hermes' little symbol on it. It's got the little um, sneakies it's on George it. George and Martha. George they and went Martha. On a little, they went on a little adventure. They went on a side quest. Yeah, so you can't tell me that Hermes wasn't completely aware the <laughs> second she took was like, keys George, this Martha, person. You're still talking to me. Literally. <laughs> literally, he'd be like, it's... I can hear my own thoughts. <laughs> he was like, it's so quiet. What's <laughs> happening? Either that or he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> or, or he's like, Stockholm Syndrome. He's like, wait, where are my naggy voices? There's no one to tell me no. <laughs> Literally. So then they find the car and it's got the letter on it that says, to the dumb kids. I love it. <laughs> to be fair, that's more of a Dionysus line. That, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. That's the stupid jokes that I love. Because <laughs> like, there's a note on the car. Percy going, how do we know it's for us? It's addressed <laughs> to the dumb kids. Oh, okay. But they don't even have to use words. Adamus just turns it around. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So fucking good. So fucking funny. I yeah. love them. I love them. Visual comedy, comedy, guys. It's hilarious. Visual comedy. And then to like, you know. Up the ante of yeah, this visual yeah, comedy. Yeah, to like, Absolutely. To give us more, you know? <laughs> They're, like, trying to figure out who's going to drive the car. Annabeth obviously cannot, because she cannot reach the pedals. I was going to say, does she's not have too a short. To she can barely see over the dashboard. It might be a magic car, but there's only so much it can do, you know? And then Grover can't drive, because one, he has goat legs, and two, he literally says the line, um, I'm still not 100% sure what we're doing here, which seems disqualifying. And Percy's like, well, one's out, and two's out. Oh, fuck. I'm the third one. <laughs> Shit. It's up to me. He's like, we should have played Nose Goes. Like, honestly. <laughs> played Nose Goes. And then he's like, okay, well, how hard could this be then? And then immediately hits a pole. Oh. I love the cut. It's so good. Love the cut. And then literally Grover in the back is like, you're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. I'm going to die back here. <laughs> honestly, and then Percy being like, I don't want to hear any back talk unless you want to give it a go. I would love it if this, was, if, this, if this is what gave Grover his, like, if this was what snapped him out of his little reverie because he's been in the back of a car of a Jackson driving before. Oh, that's funny. And she was doing some evasive maneuvers. <laughs> Not by choice. <laughs> and then obviously a car screams past. And oh, Percy's that line, I honestly cackled for like a full minute. Percy after slams it. on the brake and then goes, that guy didn't even slow down. And then <laughs> it's the delay. It's, it's the oh. well and truly gone. And then just being like, outrage. Oh. But then it's also, I've seen so much I have stuff. done that shit before. Just been like, I've seen so much stuff that's like, if we didn't believe Percy was a New Yorker, we do now. <laughs> because the unbridled road rage that came out of him was two seconds behind the wheel of this car. <laughs> is his and he's like, to drive. everybody! <laughs> well, that too. You know? That too. And then, yeah, they managed to, like, get out of the car park, but not quite. Because they've got one last hurdle. The ramp. the ramp. But fair enough, it goes around the corner. Have y'all ever been through a Macca's drive-thru on oh, your learners? Like, man, are you kidding rough. me? And you got to practice it while you're learning to drive too because you know you're going to be making that stop <laughs> millions of times in your first year with your license. And you can't be you can't be a P plate at crashing into the Macca's no, drive-thru. No, that's just embarrassing. That is embarrassing. You can't have a hubcap pop off on the corner. No, that's, that's lame. Oh, that's so lame. No, the then workers will come out it. with your ice cream and they'll go, you left something behind. <laughs> Bring me your hubcap and you go, thank you. <laughs> Be my 
Oh, just embarrassing. And then, of course, because in Australia, you'd get a hundred people behind you being like, "Mm mm, stupid Literally. And you're just there, like, stop on me, letter. Well, you're trying to convince the world that you're super fast and cool and independent because yeah. you have a red pea plate on your Yeah, because you've got the loser pea plate on your I car. love that. The, look, that pea plate gives you license to blast your music with the windows <laughs> down and drive 20 kilometers over the speed limit. <laughs> it really fucking does. And you don't get a ticket because you're on your peas. And you're and, exploring. I was going to say, and when you're on your red peas, people avoid you on the road. Because they they're like, do. you're a reckless driver. And you go, yes, I am. Fuck off. <laughs> that one's going to hoon down the highway. And you go, yeah, pretty much. Hoon <laughs> Dropped a button. <laughs> and I love that these jokes are only going to make sense to our Australian listeners. I yeah, love it so nice. much. Because... Somehow they are allowed to give licenses to Americans after only six weeks of learning to drive. What? We have yeah. to drive for a year with our parents. <laughs> God. <laughs> and not just in car parks. No. To drive. Macus drives. Actually on the road. It fucking sucked. Yeah. But the comedic <laughs> timing of the ramp is just first class. Absolutely first class. And then, and then they make it around the corner and they're all like, yes, celebrating. And literally oh. it's... It's Percy and Annabeth are looking into each other's eyes and smiling. Dazing. Like, they're, he like... is staring her down. They are, like, grinning like maniacs, because they're like, Yes, we did it! And they're all like... <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. You just spat all over me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it got on my face. Ah, oh, the range I've got She's literally, like, two metres away from me. It's a metre and a half. <laughs> I'm rounding up. <laughs> Anyway, but, but it's yeah, just, just ridiculous. So and it's just, literally, it's like shot for shot that um, Pedro Pascal meme. Yeah. <laughs> so good. We gotta make the wrong type of music. I also saw pics and pieces of edits to Getaway song. Car by Taylor Swift. Driving in a getaway car, we were vibing, but we didn't get far. <laughs> Think about the time when you first met me. I don't know the words. You don't need to. The vibes. Straight And then, yeah, like, as soon as they get out, there's, like, a car coming right at Annabeth's door. And they're, like, on their first two wheels on the road, and they're just, like, oh, my God, thank God, we're on the beach. Yeah, they get teleported. Yeah, they've made it. And then a very funny scene happens. It's not actually funny. before that, when they're, like, standing on the beach, Grover finally gets his memory back. And then Annabeth, he's like, why was I the only one who lost my memory for, like, a long time? And Annabeth says, it's probably because you were alone. Because, like, it's easy to forget what's important when you're alone. And I was like, that heavy line doesn't fit with the amount of fucked up shit that you said. The amount of goofy that just went on back there (laughs) does not fit the sentimental that you just dropped. Stop that. I just thought it was so funny. Anyway, and then we get Percy marching into the ocean to go talk to his daddy. And then by the time he gets... Stands him up. I was going to say, by the time he gets there, there's um, a Nerid going, you're too late. And he's like, oh, well, what was the point? And then they shine a light in his eye, and he's trying to focus. Literally. Literally. <laughs> he thought that shot was... The filming, I mean, it's very impressive that they got Walker to do some genuinely good acting fully underwater. <laughs> No, the way no. you say that makes it sound like he hasn't done any so far in this No, 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 this no. This is the first time he actually, like, earned his paycheck. No, <laughs> what I mean is, is, like, you look at, like, the Aquaman movies. They're not underwater. <laughs> the Aquaman movies. Like, they're clearly not underwater <laughs> when they're filming these movies. They're just, like, <laughs> waving their hair around. <laughs> That's your yardstick for what underwater I mean? scenes. Well, not as far as the Caribbean. <laughs> because they don't speak. 
speaking when well, they're that's underwater. Disney, at least. <laughs> oh, true. Anyway, but so this one is Walker fully underwater, and you can tell that it's a dubbed voiceover because obviously, how would they get the audio? It would just be bobbles coming out of his mouth. <laughs> 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 anyway, but the water did him dirty because it made his hair look ridiculous. I thought it was so funny. He <laughs> was like, he looks like that guy on YouTube who does all the tree painting. <laughs> Bob like, Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> Like Bob Ross slash Ronald McDonald. I was like, that's hilarious. a little bit of Ron Weasley. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, yeah, I could not concentrate. And then, like, all this serious talk was happening between Walker and Nero, but I was like, so they gave him a fro and then they shone a light in his eye, and so he's all squinty trying to concentrate. Like, Ugh. so. He Kate. really said, eyelids, who needs them? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate, you're going to have to tell me what happened in that bit because I oh. could not focus. Basically what happened is that the narrator was like, you've run out of time, um, we've released you from your quest, you're free to go. And Percy's like, no, like, I won't be doing that because you gave me a job and I have different motivations to finish this quest now. And she's like, but like, you're done. And he's like, no, I have shit to do. He was he like, I did like, not go through all that bullshit just to be like, um, participation points. <laughs> like, not even, he wouldn't get any participation points. He would be a fucking asterisk in a notebook. Yeah. That's what he would be, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically, she just tells him that he's out of time and that he's released from his quest. But then when he says no, she's like, okay, well, here's some pearls. Consolation prize. And he gives her, she gives him four pearls. In the book, she only gives him three. Yeah. I saw somebody say that she gives him four pearls because it seems like they're possibly setting up Poseidon as a character who totally would not make Percy choose between, you know, leaving someone in the underworld. So he gave him four pearls to look like a good person so that he wouldn't have to make Percy choose. Interesting. (laughs) And I was like... Don't I mean I don't love how they've been setting up Poseidon so far to be like the righteous parent. He's not like, looking at his kid way more than the other gods do. Ugh. Like they're setting him up that way, and I'm like, he's just—he's literally just a guy. <laughs> Hit he him with sucks. your car. <laughs> Hit him with every car, every car in the world. He's like, you um, can't. It won't hurt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I saw somebody else say that, like the fact that now the deadline is gone. What's pressuring them? Yeah. The war should have started by now. Well, it's kind of like what's pressuring them, and then when we see like the, the little sneaky peek at um, next week's episode, we see that they still go and do the crusty scene mm. before going to the underworld, and it's like, okay, well, what like urgency is there now if the deadline is gone? And I Well, the I urgency in crusty is like, they don't want to die. <laughs> but, like, why are they getting sidetracked now? Like, mm. you know, that kind of thing. And I think that, like, even though the urgency for the deadline of the quest is gone, that doesn't mean that, like, the overall outcome and the overall goal has changed. So I think that there's still, like, you know, even though the, 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 the quest guidelines, the, 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 the quest guidelines are, like, gone. You don't need to fulfill the quest anymore. That doesn't matter because Percy never came on this quest to fulfill the quest in the first place. No. He came on this quest to get his mum. Yeah. And so, like, even though He was like, the time frame was non-issue. Yeah. He was like, now that he has this new information, he's, like, got new motivations and he has a newfound kind of respect for his dad and he's like, I want to meet him and I kind of have loyalty to him now, which is like... He has that and so, like, he wants to do right by his dad by, you know, doing the whole get the bolt thing... So he still needs to go to Hades, but he's like, I was going to Hades to get my mom anyway, so mm. now 
it was kind of like two birds, one stone, yeah. four pearl situation, you know? <laughs> and so he's like, once I'm down there, I'm still going to try and get the bolt while I'm there. Yeah. But like... A twofer. Yeah. But so like the way that they're setting up, obviously in the book, the war between Poseidon and Zeus was looming the whole time. And that's what we were alluded to with the first dream with the eagle and the horse. Like, you know, we were, we were going at the war from day one. They're making it seem different in the show because they have the camp participating and because they have the other gods choosing sides. But then Percy says to the Nereid, there are, there is something bigger that they don't know about. And he literally is like, even if the audience hadn't picked up on that yet, he's setting that up for them to be like, no, no, I found out other things from Hermes that you didn't get to see when Annabeth walked away and it was just me and him. There were other things that we discussed and there's other things that you don't know about. And then it makes you question, oh my God, the dream. Because mm. we know there's Kronos. Um, yeah, and I just thought it was like really like cool that they're putting this in. I thought it was a good change that they took the deadline away because then it makes sense with... I know that you haven't read Chalice of the Gods, but Percy's characterization in Chalice of the Gods was so weird to me because it was different than how Percy is in the rest of the books. And then I was like, oh, wait, Rick is just headcanoning Walker as Percy now. That's why Percy feels different. But it's also because in Chalice of the Gods, Percy's whole thing is, I want to actively try and be a better person and make better decisions and do good by X amount of people around me. That Percy is informing this version of show Percy. So, like, Chalice of the Gods Percy is the same as show Percy, not just because both are Walker, like, but because of the way that Rick has changed his character to be like, I'm not just about loyalty to my friends anymore, I'm about literally the best option for everybody. And he's, like, literally making decisions that will, like, affect everybody and, like, serve everybody. And he's becoming this self-serving, not self-serving, self-sacrificing person in a bigger way. But he's kind of framing it as, like, more positive. So it's like, he's saving the world, but, like, you know, he's an environmentalist. Like, that kind of, you know, like, vibe. Right. You understand what I mean? Kind of. It's, I just think it's interesting because, like, the way that Percy says it in the show to the narrators, doesn't matter that my deadline has changed. I still need, I need to do these things because I can't trust anybody else. can't trust anybody else to do it. I'm going to do it because nobody knows what I know. And so like he had before, he had no stakes in this situation. He did not care, but now he cares about two very important people who have very important stakes in the demigod world, Annabeth and Grover. He cares about what the outcome of this war means for them. And so he's like, I don't care that my deadline has changed. Right, so it's still loyalty to his friends, but it's on a bigger scale. A much bigger scale. Right, okay. Because, like... So he's, yeah, he still has that the, loyalty to one side, though, and to which But, like, at this his. point in the book, he's still... With that deadline there, he still was only focused on his mum. So I think by taking the deadline away, it forces him to look at where his priorities are. Mm. I think it's really good. No, I agree with you. I think it's good as well. And so, like, of all the... I think of all the changes that we've seen so far in the show... This is my favorite one. Okay. My favorite one. <laughs> because it makes Percy change. Or it makes it makes the changes more obvious. Mm. Just find it so interesting. But then I think it's I think that they could have kept the deadline change, but still kept only three pearls. Because then it would make it even more obvious. Because Percy's like, eh, over who to save in the Hades. We moment. don't know what's gonna happen with I the pearls. Well one could disappear. <gasps> People are saying Grover's going to break one by accident. Um, he might eat it. Mm. I can't stop him. 
Spears. Oh. <laughs> Does it still work if it's inside you? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody step on me. <laughs> but I just think it's so, like, cool. Yeah, so good. Anyway, I'm very excited for next week's episode. Samesies. Very excited. Very excited. Did I say I was very excited? Because I am. I think you're very excited. I am. Same. Yeah. Same and we got teased too. about the Ares fight um, at the end of this episode, but I don't think it's going to happen in episode seven. I think that's going to be episode eight. Okay. I think that they're going to end episode seven on the bit that we see in the clip of the Ares yeah, fight. Yeah, which is in, like, walking out, getting ready. Where he literally says the phrase, hold fast. Mm. Which is the line, remember? <laughs> which just seems awkward because it doesn't feel like that he would know what that means. No. <laughs> It basically just means, like, steady. I know what okay. all fast means. <laughs> just checking. Because you looked a little lost. No, I was trying to remember because I didn't realise it was in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what fast means? I just have to check sometimes, Joe. Because you get a little vacant looky, you know? Anyways. Okay, well, that's us done. This was a very long episode. How long was it? Oh, my God. It was just over an hour. It wasn't actually that long. It was about, about right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, if you guys want to come back next week, because we're going to be doing um, episode seven, obviously. Of the oh, show. Be, be guys, so come on, keep good because you get to meet Hades and Persephone, hopefully. Oh my God, Persephone and Scott. Oh, heck yeah! And Sally's back. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. Just wanted to see what you do. Um, yeah. So, come back next week. It's gonna be amazing. In the meantime, if you want to send us an email, then we are dancepsychopod at atlook.com. I'm going to get this right today. If you want to find us on the Instagrams or the TikToks, no. Instagrams, all the tweeters, and we are at DanSarkalPod. If you want to find us on the Tiggity Talk, then we are katie.danSarkalPod. If you want to join us for an episode where we get to House of Hades, there's a Google form in the description. Go and fill it out. Send me a message because I don't get notified. But I want you to join us. <laughs> Joe, where's the rest of our shit? Guys, it is linked below. Thank you very much. Come back next week. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>